All right, microphone's on. This is Dr. Simmons here with Michael. Michael is experiencing some strange phenomenon in his household. Yes, yes. So, so tell me a little bit about your problems, Michael. Um, I mean, that we, we come home one night and all, well, we wake up and all of our dishes and stuff are stacked up uh really elaborately like no no person could possibly do this is there a chance that you may have hired um a dishwasher from a local restaurant uh to clean your dishes that was just the first thing that popped in my head um no no we i mean we go to the mexican place a lot but uh we, we definitely don't that was the first ethnicity i thought of too Aliens don't like Mexicans. So, it's because they're always considered illegal aliens. They find that very insulting. <clears throat> so, um, I devised a checklist to see if your um, experiences are valid. And, um, you know, there are typically three types of aliens. There is... The greys, 99.9% of aliens are greys. Then there's the... Are, are you sure you should generalize it like that? Yeah. That seems... It's America. That seems a little messy. Duh. Okay. Okay. So there's the greys, and then there's the Nina and the Santa Marias. I'm dubious on those other two. I thought they should call them the Pintas. But. So, have you experienced any blackouts? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Have you had any bloody noses, illnesses you haven't had in a long time, allergies? No, no. Okay. How about uh, dogs barking in the neighborhood? Of course, my dogs never shut up. Interesting. Dogs don't like them. They get kind of like a sixth sense about it. Like a Shyamalan twist about it. Have you experienced any bloody discharges, mainly from your orifices? That that seems a little personal. Is that... Yes or no? I... Yes. Okay. Yes. Is the smell of sulfur in your semen... Yes or no, sir? I'm very serious right now. This is a matter of life and death for your family. Yes. Okay. Do you have an erection lasting more than four hours? No, I, I couldn't possibly go that long. After eating beets, is your stool bloody and red? Yes. Do you like this hat I'm wearing? <laughs> Not really. You look kind of crazy. <laughs> when having sexual intercourse, do you enjoy being the top or the bottom? Um, 
I, I always say that I'm a top, but I'm actually a bottom. Yes, you are. Do you enjoy the Netflix show Garbage? Yes. Two trains are leaving at the same time, one from Sheboygan and one from Chicago. At what point in America will they meet? Um, Does your butt hurt? How did you... How did you is this just, real? It's just typical things the Greys do to fuck with you. Do you experience slipping time when you wake up? Do you find yourself in a dumpster next to a midget wrestler? This next one I have to stand up for. <laughs> How does my dick look? <laughs> Gray. <laughs> now, this next one requires a prop. Where on this doll did the aliens touch you? Right right here. I have to turn it around, and, don't I? And here. Oh. And here. Well... This is my conclusion. You do have an alien problem. Maybe, for your references, you should check out. I think it's 2013's Dark Skies. It's a movie about the same thing you're going through, starring me, Dr. J.K. Simmons. And the Care podcast is going to do a show about it tonight. Sound good? I mean, am I safe, though? No. One more question. How does my dick look? Hey everybody and welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we're talking about 2013's alien invasion movie, Dark Skies. So dark. The skies are dark. Because it, it only happens at nighttime. Until it happens in the daytime. It's weird looking across... This way at you. I'm staring into your lovely eyes, Michael. Yeah, we, we've changed up our, our recording setup. Yeah, we got uh, a new... At least for this episode. Yeah, we got a new microphone, and that has caused us to stare at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Well, I mean, it, it made it a little easier to stare at uh, Dr. Simmons' penis. Yeah. Well, you he that was very important, because if, if you didn't like his dick... He probably would have stabbed you repeatedly, I would think. Not with his dick, but with a knife. With his cats. He does. He did have a lot of cats. Um, Dark Skies. I suggested this movie uh, because I actually really like it. It's okay. Michael says it's middling and okay. Um, well, to an extent, I agree with some of the things, but there's something about this movie that, uh, I don't know, brings back a little bit of like the... Spielbergian movies of the 80s and early 90s. This is a film that I feel had a lot of potential and I could see it going many different ways. There may have been like... Part of it does feel like there may have been producer influence. Well, uh, it's another Jason Blumhouse 
joint. Exactly. So uh, I'm sure there there was some interference with it, it, maybe where it, they wanted it to go and where the producers were like, this is where the money is. Yeah, it felt to me like they were like, cool idea. We, we haven't done an alien movie in a while. Or we haven't done a, like an alien invade or not like invasion like an abduction a, a, abduction yeah kind of movie almost any alien film that you get anymore is like an action exactly like uh, your independence day or your um um uh what's it called uh i can't even think of any other ones because i don't care for them <laughs> well even even if you think of like your fifth elements no that's not really that's that's kind of the, i mean even if you think scene. of like alien and then aliens uh the first alien, for one, uh, obviously not a gray alien. It was, you know... A, a penis alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An insectoid kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch out for them insectoids. Which is super cool, but it's also... Not... Okay, so, like, aliens, which, you know, were a thing of science fiction, uh, bursted on the scene uh, in a crash in New Mexico... Roswell, New Mexico, uh, which, um, you know, kind of brought the idea of little green men, flying saucers, to the American zeitgeist. So, after that, saucers were seen by pilots, the armed forces, people flying planes across america footage has been released yeah footage has been released now of of actual ufos which doesn't mean necessarily that they are grays or whatever it's just things that we can't understand you know so it's things that we could they're released by the united states yes so it's like they could technically be um like some foreign countries like advanced technology and we don't even be, know about. I doubt we're probably going to start a war over aliens. Yeah, but you know, um, abductions started happening, but with the abduction of uh, Betty and Barney Hill, a uh, mixed family, a mixed, uh, mixed racial couple, uh, who were driving back home from vacation, and they lost six hours of their life, and they had scars and burns on their car and they saw lights and whatever and then with the process of recalling information through hypnosis revealed this terrible tale of getting probes up their butts yeah i remember i was when i was a kid i was huge into aliens i loved you know i like i i didn't read many books but i read stuff about aliens (laughs) So I, I know like Roswell. I know, uh, well, I, I guess I didn't remember their names, but like I, I know those stories. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was huge into Aliens. Uh, I used to love the video game Destroy All Humans. Oh yeah, that was a cool game. I forgot about that game. <laughs> it, it's actually like. I recently replayed it. Uh, Game Pass, mm-hmm. Xbox Game Pass. It's on there. It holds up yeah. really well. Yeah, that it's was a cool so game. Funny. Uh, and and they made that. Didn't they make a movie uh, Attack from Attack from Mars or something like that? Where it's kind of like a comedy, but 
Oh yeah, I mean yeah. there's plenty of well, regardless, alien comedies. Aliens are here. They're fucking with us, and they're probing our buttholes, and it's happening as we speak. You're probably getting abducted while you're falling asleep to this podcast, people. Right now. You think people will fall asleep listening to us? I do. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've always had a fascination with the paranormal. And when I went to go see this movie in the theaters, I really didn't have many high expectations for it. However, once I left the theater, I really enjoyed it. Um, I agree. But, um, so, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Carrie Russell. Uh, I think she's great. Um, I think that she's developed as an actress over her lifespan from being Felicity in her hair. So, um, I, and I also think that everybody in this cast were pretty darn good, save for the little kid, who was very <laughs> like, The Sandman! I think the Sandman! Yeah. yeah, the kid was not. But, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, can you really blame the kid? Yeah, I can. No. And the director. Well, I blame the director. Yeah, the director should have been like, Kid, don't act so fucking surprised about everything. Well, or or at least... Lunar base? Or at least Lunar act a little base. surprised. Lunar base? Uh, no, command control. Command he, control. Yeah, he was lunar base. Sorry. It's like you didn't even watch the movie. I thought it was kind of there. Um, <laughs> so, um, once again, I love haunted house movies, but this is one uh, of those movies that takes the haunted house pre- preference, or the haunted house, like, tropes, and puts it towards something different, which I really enjoy. Yeah, I, I don't know, I'm really conflicted about it. This, this movie... Because of the the kind of format it went for, um, it's very slow. It is. Um, But also, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It is only an hour and a half. Yeah. uh, In a day and age where it seems like every movie is two and a half. I I just want to see Batman. The Batman was three fucking hours. Great, but three hours. I mean, like, I got shit to do. (laughs) True. Yeah, you're watching three-hour movies all well, the time. Well, when they're uh, Cape Crusader epics, yes, you can. Well, okay, yes. You can, sir. Yes, I can. So, should we go over the plot of this movie? No. Okay, all right. Just... Well, do you just want to have a rap session? No, I'm just kidding. Go, go over the plot. <laughs> I said rap, right? Okay, all right. Um, I would love to see you, like, bust a freestyle right now. <laughs> Alright. Dark skies. Skies, skies. This is the plot. The Barrett family, Mother Lacey, Father Daniel, older son Jesse, and younger son Sammy, reside on a quiet suburban street in an unnamed American city. Any town, USA. 123 Fake Street. <laughs> um, Daniel is currently unemployed and a shitty dad. Um, <laughs> placing the burden on supporting the family on Lacey, who works as a real estate agent. Their two sons enjoy a happy relationship and communicate with each other from their beds via walkie-talkie. 
A number of strange occurrences befall the family during the night. The contents of the kitchen are rearranged in bizarre configurations. Although the first thing was uh, fruits and veggies were thrown all over the floor. Oh yeah, the first thing was just a general mess. Yeah, which like, you know, I'm leaves. just playing with you. I, I feel like um, there was like pieces of the watermelon that they like ate. The aliens ate. They're like, hmm, let me just try this. This Earth food is interesting. Well, I mean, watermelon is mostly water. Uh, so they shouldn't have been able to eat those because as we know from M. Night Shyamalan aliens don't like water yeah God told them that mm-hmm. um, the house alarm is set off when it detects that all entry points were breached simultaneously Sammy suffers a fit while at a pool and Lacey is shocked when hundreds of birds suddenly crash into the house one night, Lacey is awakened by the sound from Sammy's room. When she goes to check on him, through the darkness, she sees a figure standing over his bed. She turns on the light to find an empty room. That, that was a cool scene. That was cool because, like, how... I, I didn't notice this whenever I first watched the movie, but Sam, Sammy disappears when the light comes on, and so does the alien. And then they're downstairs trying to figure out where Sammy is, and you see Sammy walk by the window on the outside... And when he opens the door, the alarm goes off. So it's like, how the fuck did Sammy get out there to begin with? I thought that was kind of a cool touch. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I guess I didn't put two and two together. I thought maybe you know you could have explained it away, but you can't because you couldn't have got out without the alarms going off. Hey, Look, man. I'm not the smartest person. Okay, <laughs> I get easily entertained. Um. Sammy is found walking away from the house but cannot remember leaving. Lacey, Daniel, and Jesse each suffer catonic episodes and regain consciousness with no memory of their experiences, like slamming their heads against glass. That was pretty cool. That was, uh, that was pretty um, Shyamalan-esque. Going. Yeah. It was uh, like the happening. It was the it was a happening. Yeah. Um, Sammy is discovered to have marks on his body at a pool party where Jess experiences an episode in the woods and is admitted to the hospital, where geometric shapes are also discovered on his body, prompting the doctors to alert Child Protective Services. It's quite obvious that you branded these moons and triangles on your son, ma'am. <laughs> Greatly. Greatly disturbed by the various phenomena afflicting the family and the house, Lacey begins to search online for answers and finds articles attributing some of what they have experienced to UFOs and reports of alien abductions and the fact that Sammy drew the same picture that some other person drew with three aliens holding hands. Hands across the universe. I like how just to make sure that it's like, okay, you can't miss this connection. They had it the exact same. Yeah, and like... Except Sammy sucks at coloring. Yeah, Sammy doesn't know how to draw a house correctly either. Also, I was hoping they would, like, take, like, clear, like, cellophane sheets and, like, transcribe it on there and, like, mash it together. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, look how close they are. They didn't do that. Oh, I thought you meant they are gonna, like, take these drawings and put, like, different pieces of it together and it's like... Look, it's a map. Yeah, yeah. Or like <laughs> this, this will lead us to the aliens. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they they make a collage. 
And it all just shows their house with birds attacking it or something, you know? That's like... Isn't that the... That's like what Stranger Things did, right? Where they they just had... He was just like fucking scribbling on paper. And they're like, actually, if we put them together, it's a map. Yeah, it's a map to the upside down world that's upside down. <laughs> the problem is, is the map right side up or upside down? <laughs> it's actually flipped. What? Horizontally. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> this is the strangest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I've seen Stranger Things. <laughs> we just wrote a Netflix show. <laughs> yeah, roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs> oh, David Spade, you gotta narrate it for me. Um, so Daniel reviews the night's footage and framed by. Oh, sorry. Daniel installs security cameras throughout the house, a la Paranormal Activity. And Daniel reviews the night's footage and frame by frame analysis revealed three dark figures standing over their beds as they slept, now believing that their extraterrestrial force at work. Daniel creepily lays by his wife and stares at her till she wakes up. He's like, hey, I'm ready to believe, baby. Well, first he wakes her up and just, you know, instead of saying, hey, I gotta tell you, he's just like, you remember when our son was sick? You remember when our son was sick? With some great exposition. It was really crazy. He was sick. I didn't know if he was going to live or die. And now, he's alive. I'm ready to believe. Um, so, now believing that there are extraterrestrial forces at work, Lacey and Daniel seek the help of a specialist, Edwin Pollard, J.K. Simmons. Ooh. The man, the myth, the legend. Who calls the beings the Greys. Pollard informs them that many others have suffered the same fate as the Barretts, with most cases ending in a child abduction. I feel like they like took all the rules of alien abduction and like like twisted it and like made it their own thing that's not real at all. <laughs> you know. Well basically they're sit they're they're siphoning down one member of the family that they have to take, a special member, like in Jeepers Creepers. They want to take his eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. The same man. It's the same it's a stand man. Um Edwin warns the Barretts that the person who the Greys first show interest in is usually the one who is abducted and that they should be highly protective of Sammy, who he believes has been chosen. Daniel buys a shotgun, once again proving our gun sale laws are quite lax. <laughs> um, well, well, especially considering the fact that, you know, he was there just like, I need something that can kill at close range. Yeah, and he's like, what kind of hunting you doing, son? You killing aliens? <laughs> you, you shooting the grays? You shooting the grays, son? Well, guess what? This Remington 870 bolt action rifle shotgun is the one that kills most grays around America. Also, you're going to need these incendiary bullets. This semi-automatic bolt action. Yeah, this this semi-automatic automatic shotgun pump. <laughs> Pump bolt action Bo- shotgun two eighty. <laughs> this is this is a semi modified arterial tank gun that is made out of 
paper mache. This is what you need. This this pellet gun will stop it. <laughs> gets a gets a red a red rider. It'll shoot that gray's eye out, kid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Or just take this. Your kitchen knife. <laughs> Chop Mel, his fingers right Mel off. Gibson used this in the movie Signs. And it's signed by Mel Gibson. <laughs> He's a Jesus lover like me. <laughs> good old Christian man. Good old Christian crazy asshole. Good, good old Christian, uh, little anti-Semitic. He just he, he knows the one thing: J- Jesus is king of the Jews, but he does not care for Jews at all, at all. Alec Baldwin <laughs> shot somebody on Jesus set. is king of the Jews, but you know all. All lives matter. (laughs) It's quite apparent that all lives matter to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) That diatribe was like... The gun nut, the gun nut, sympathetic liberal. (laughs) All right, go ahead and and try to continue. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. All right. After he buys a gun and an aggressive guard dog, they're like, which dog has rabies? (laughs) I like that they were... part in the third act for sure uh, the dog it had it written in all capital letters two exclamation points aggressive <laughs> like that one. really pissed off dog like, he's like you're getting the dog for protection mom <laughs> she's like yeah I am like, oh god okay so the family spends 4th of July boarding up the windows <laughs> like crazy people and uh, one thing that like I feel like they should have done is the neighbors should have just definitely been like, what the fuck are these people doing? Well, they were like that, remember? Because uh, the kid, I mean, you'll probably get to it, the kid, uh, I forget his name, the, old, the oldest son, he runs away. Yeah. Talks to the girl, and she's like, so your parents are boarding up their windows like crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, I'm glad. I went, maybe I like skipped out of that and part. Then, but then she's like, but your dad's not crazy. Why? <laughs> she, she's like, I've known him since I was four. I've known him uh, since I was four. And he was always weird um, and maybe a bit pedo, but he's definitely not crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a gentle lover. <laughs> um, <laughs> better kisser than you. Um, oh, they didn't mention that in the the synopsis. Yeah, like like, um, teenage boy spends most time with his ginger friend watching uh, boob porn and um, smoking weed. It's a, a perfect slice of life, America. I did I did really like Ratner. <laughs> oh, I did too. <laughs> the way he's just like, man, did you touch your titties? Yeah. 
Shit, dog. Yeah. I do I do all that for my ladies. I do everything for my ladies. I go, I kiss them on the lips. We make love with our legs. We like, we like give each other hugs, like full hugs. Like he, he had the exact kind of way that's like, I have never actually done yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. God. But I want to make you think this I This shit is so lame. All he's doing is grabbing a boobie. I've done this a million times. Grabbing boobies all the time. Grabbing by the pussy. Yeah, just grabbing by the pussy. I learned that from our president. <laughs> um, the, the, the guy that owns the gun store voted for him. <laughs> um, suddenly, the house lights begin to flicker as they're eating dinner. And the dog starts barking ferociously. Lacey sends the boys upstairs and stands guard outside the door. Lacey hears the TV in the bedroom turn on and play the world's creepiest national anthem. <laughs> um, Lacey, oh sorry, she walks towards it, unaware of being of a being standing directly behind her, and becomes trapped in the room. Daniel gets Jesse and Sammy into his and Lacey's room, where they barricade themselves in a huddle together on the bed. The TV begins to flicker again, and the beings now revealed to be Grays materialize in the room. Jesse blacks out and experiences a hallucination in which his father commits suicide along his mother's bloodied body. Seeing his brother, Jesse chases after Sammy before reawakening in the upstairs hallway in the house. The greys appear in front of him and he disappears with them in a flash of light. The rest of the family powerless to help. Three months later, and one criminal case later, Lacey and Daniel are suspects in Jesse's disappearance case and have moved into an apartment. Pollard balefully cuts out a newspaper article about Jesse's disappearance and hangs it on his wall of other pictures of missing children. As Lacey is going through old things, she finds pictures that Jesse drew as a child that shows the grays surrounding him. She belatedly realizes that it was Jesse, not Sammy, in whom the Greys first showed interest, and that he was the one who had been chosen. Feedback then emanates from a nearby walkie-talkie as Lacey and Sammy both hear Jesse's faint voice calling Sammy's name. The end! Aliens! Greys! Fourth of July. So this is the greatest movie ever made. Uh, I just all right. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and pitch out what I think would would make this movie a million times more interesting to me. Okay. I think if they played it, um, first have the movie start after uh, what's his name has been abducted, and then follow through the course of the the kind of trial uh leading up to the the walkie-talkie thing but intersplice in there scenes before the abduction of the clues so make it a kind of mystery of like are did the parents actually do something first uh not have it from the parents perspective have it from somebody else so we get an outsider point of view did the parents kill their child or, or like, you know, some, or something like that? Or 
Could it actually be aliens? I like it. I do like it. However, I, I think they kind of did that with like the fourth kind. The fourth kind was kind of like that. <laughs> well, see, I don't remember anything about the fourth kind other than the gimmick. Which, learning that that's not even real. Yeah, that Mia, just, that Mia Jovovich was an actress. <laughs> just learning, yeah. learning that that wasn't even real. It's like, oh, well. I, I love the... I thought that's all you had going for I love the, the, the lady that was supposed to be the real lady in that movie. Because mm-hmm. she was like, they took my husband. <laughs> <laughs> she looked all like alien-like too. And she's like, they took my husband. Well, I like how, I mean, especially given the fact that it's not real. At all. Neither part. So you have the, quote, real lady. And then you also have the actress of the of the lady. Mia Jovovich. And, and like, e- even in a fake story, they still make the actress, like, a whole bunch better looking than oh, the yeah. actual yeah, yeah. than what would be the actual person. It's like that's how all these yeah. these films always do it. It's like how if like they made a movie of our podcast, you would be like played by um, Brad Pitt, and then I would be paid, played by Tom Cruise. But in real life, it'd be Adam Sandler and like Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think. That you're, um, <clears throat> oh, and I actually, I, I think Adam Sandler's pretty, pretty accurate. <laughs> you, you yell into the mic enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Jason Bloom produced this movie. He's a guy that makes money, money, money all the time. Um, he's got, I think this movie had a budget of like $3.8 million and made like 28 or thirty million, of course, of course, um, which is about normal for these types of things. You know, paltry budget, big dividends. Um, uh, the director of this movie, uh, I, I haven't seen any other movie he has done that I know of, but his name's Scott Stewart. He also wrote it. Um, let's see. He also, oh, he did Legion and Priest. If that tells you anything. Uh, I I know nothing. You don't need to know anything. Legion is about shape-shifting angels that come from heaven to murder a baby baby in a diner. I never watched that. It's real (laughs) shitty. It's real bad. Like, it makes Maximum Overdrive look competent. Um, But I do like Dark Skies. There's something about the family that resonates with me. Like, the setting, youth, love, uh, Fourth of July, nosy neighbors. I, I just like the whole idea. You know, this is a normal family who have normal problems that are getting visited at night by gray aliens trying to steal the, one of their sons. Yeah, so it was, it's a, a, old, a tale as old as time. Well, and I, I really like that aspect that, like, for what this movie went for, um, the part that I really gravitated towards, and this may be why I actually would have rather it turn into a kind of mystery mm-hmm. thing, is because I, I actually liked the uh, 
um, possible abuse uh, point that it was going towards with um, the marks on Sammy and yeah, still can't remember the oldest kid's name. Let's call him Jebediah. Jebediah, yeah. Yeah, old Jeb. Jebediah Springfield. I think it's Jesse, actually, but that's fine. We'll call him Jebediah. <laughs> oh. Better than Tarragon from last week, which is what I named that, the douchey boyfriend. Oh. So. Well, um, yeah, the, like that scene at the pool where they, they lift shirt. And they, they have multiple parts in this movie where they focus on what their neighbors yeah, which are is, thinking. Yeah. And so it's like, that that was the aspect that I liked the most. Uh, there could be a little bit of social commentary. Yeah, how she's like, <clears throat> hey, stream being, why don't you get in the pool, man? I know you want to get in that pool. Take your shirt off. I'm going to rip your shirt off. Hey, kid, that you don't seem very comfortable with this. I'm going to take this shirt off of you. And then they're like, take that take shirt off. Take that shirt off, Sammy. Take that shirt off, little boy. Take that shirt off. He goes, who did this to you? Oh, nothing. I fell down the stairs. <laughs> and then, like, you see, like, people, like, like looking up from their uh, Vogue magazine, and they're like, oh. And then, like, when he pees his pants in the park, pees, pee pants, and his dad is like, hey, Sammy, you, you should have told me you had to take a piss. <laughs> you, you big goofball. You big idiot. Why'd you pee pants? We can just go in the bushes right there. You're a boy. Just pee pants. <laughs> and then the kid goes, ah! <laughs> um, okay, Adam Sandler. Sorry, sorry. No. We got a new microphone. I'm testing the levels, yeah. Um, they do seem really high. They seem very high. Like, I'm worried about that. <laughs> yeah. You might have to lower the thing when we're, when we're done. When we're done. But we'll check that whenever we finish the podcast. <laughs> Was that believable? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure that, that you actually got like the, the clicking of the of the laptop. Click. Um, okay, so yeah, that was a pretty cool cool idea. You know, um, while it is mind boggling to the parents that something like this is happening. They there's possible intruders in the house or a ghost or the kids are acting out. But yet you're still, you're having like an outside look. Like, what What if we like walk by and saw this? Or Well, yeah, because I mean, yeah. I mean, we would definitely just be like, what the fuck's wrong with these people? Like, you know, kid pees his pants. Like, stupid kid. Stupid ass kid. Don't, dumb ass kid, dumb ass parent. Yeah. They would say even that they had that part in the beginning where they, something about, uh, another bad kid and they're like well it's the parents yeah and so like that's why I just feel like this movie was leaning towards like a social commentary of how we and it, look at like parenting and it could be you know and, it could have started like social, out that way social constructs things like that yeah. but it definitely tosses that to the side yeah. well it's like uh, J- Jason Bloom knocks on the door and goes alright I got a better idea 
cameras. <laughs> Security ones. You're gonna look at them. And you're gonna see things on them. That's the movie. I'm out. <laughs> Jason Bloom's out. I mean, it worked. And I mean, it worked for PA. 1 through 800. <laughs> so, that's what I call paranormal activity. Well, uh, cool lingo. Thanks. I'm Jason Bloom. Peace. <laughs> BH. Bloomhouse. All initials. <laughs> so, that that's pretty much how I think that went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds um, pretty likely. So, I like... I like the general stepping up of activity. You know, once again, Conjuring-esque, Ghost House-esque. You're starting off something very weird, like a raccoon attacked your fridge. And then you go from there to geometric shapes, uh, balanced out in random stuff. Then all of a sudden, pictures go missing. Like, all of them. Which, like, makes me wonder, like, in the UFO, are they, like, Looking at these pictures, and they're like, stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. Look at that dumb face. <laughs> they're like, look at this. That mom is a baddie. Yeah, look at look at that body. Look at that body. On. <laughs> oh. why, why are ghosts New Yorkers? They're not ghosts. They're, they're aliens. <laughs> <laughs> or, or aliens. This the aliens. <laughs> damn, she's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> <laughs> But, um... Check it out. This is the kid I made pee his pants. Yeah, look at that. I I took him and I said, I said, Hey, uh, what what was that we put in there? You? <laughs> Whatever the hell that is, tracking device. You do that. Implant. Implant. You do that. Make him pee. I put it in there wrong. On yeah. purpose. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... The, the aliens are just a bunch of pranksters. They are. They're just like... They're like... Welcome to Blarblar Jackass. <laughs> I'm Blarty Blocksville. That's just alien names, I don't know. I like how... Well, okay. The, this film, it doesn't like... By making it aliens, you don't really have to explain anything as to like why anything's happening. Yeah, because it's just, just fucking aliens. Because you can just be like... They're higher beings. Yeah. That, well, I mean, J.K. Simmons basically says that. Yes. Yeah, it's beyond our comprehension. I just, he, he, he's telling the audience, don't think about it. Yeah. Just know, <laughs> aliens fuck with you <laughs> in many different ways. That's why I got cats. Yeah. Look at these cats. I also have a very, very large amount of allergy medicine. <laughs> cats are higher beings. They are. The Egyptians... They knew it. But the Egyptians were aliens, too. Here's that weird guy from Ancient Aliens. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) That dude, he's an alien. That guy's an alien. Have you seen that hair? Yeah. Thing's fucking crazy. Um, So, uh, once they put the security cameras in and things start happening, as in, like... uh, Carrie Russell's character experiences a blackout during a showing where she's trying to sell the world's uh, shittiest single floor house in whatever town this is, um, which is a great fixer-upper opportunity. Um, Joanna Gaines would be like, what? Um, it looked pretty nice. I mean, knock down, knock down a wall, make it more 
open concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, then, make the feng shui work better. Like, yeah. like, you know, a lot of people like sliding glass doors. Just bash it with your head until it's gone. Yeah. Like Carrie Russell did. Uh, she blacks out for hours. Um, and then um, the they have a romantic evening once her husband actually gets a job. Um, that fucking bum. Um, no, nah, I say I say fuck the wife. I mean, I would. No, <laughs> but like, she. Okay, yes, the husband doesn't have a job, but as we've seen, the husband has still gone to interview. It's not like he's not trying. This is speaking like somebody that owns their own business while their wife works. <laughs> <laughs> like someone who's not the main money maker, yeah, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I <laughs> well, get no. it, buddy. <laughs> he's clearly trying. He's trying he to is. get a job. He's taking pictures and editing. He's trying. <laughs> but she is deliberately emasculating him. No, well, yes, but no, she's <laughs> <laughs> she's deliberately sabotaging her own work. You know, she True. had that. She, she had, had the, the opportunity. That, you know, they they seemed like they were gonna do it, and she's like, "You can do better." Yeah, this place is a this shit place hole. sucks. I don't. Yeah. Know. Which I know, like she sympathized with them. Cause you did baby. But it, you know, it's like you you know you were the money maker. He said his interview went good. He didn't say he got the job. Yeah. Well, I guess he got it. He's supposed to be the man of the house. Um, but he does get the job at this other cool place where the guy's like, hey, catch that baseball game. <laughs> we got hot dogs in the break room every day. Um, you ping, know. ping pong upstairs. Yeah, ping pong upstairs. Donkey shows in the back. Don't Sleep don't, pods. We got it all here, baby. Don't let HR know we got beer pong in the back yeah, room. Yeah, we got beer pong. Yep, yep. And uh, trust me. All the sexual harassment you could want. <laughs> um, but uh, but they so they get back home and he's they're super excited obviously um, and they say send the kids home which that they send the kids off to stay at people's houses which that leads to um, you know them thinking that they're beating their kids but they have this romantic under the covers with a flashlight love making scene um which is like let me see you where are you um you know which i'm like i I don't get that part i was hoping that like that i was really hoping they would make it really romantic and like when they you see the lights that's under the covers and when you get there this light they're holding a candle and like shaking it (laughs) (laughs) but um after a night of intercourse I'm imagining 69's doggy styles anal butt plugs all sorts of things um <laughs> she wakes up hubby's gone where'd hubby go he's downstairs staring out into the yard which leads to my favorite scene of what I'm assuming is the aliens are invisible and they're making the husband suck them off because <laughs> his mouth is gaping open <laughs> that's just immediately I went there I was like it's very obvious what's happening here he's going 
And then his nose bleeds, but that's just alien cum. <laughs> so uh, you, you are you are entertaining yourself. I I am, yeah. <laughs> I, that's that's how I view movies. <laughs> See, it seems like that that I actually don't like very much. Yeah, because that's the kind of thing where you can't connect any kind of dots it's just like this weird thing just happened and how he like he like and if you try to ask questions it's they're higher beings they're higher beings it's quite obvious have you experienced any invisible dick sucking yes how did you know (laughs) um and then (laughs) (laughs) and then like he just like I don't even know how to explain his his walk off because it's like so abrupt. <laughs> he's like, all of a sudden, blood out the nose. He's like, whoom, and he's gone. <laughs> and he's standing in the thing. He's like, well, I'm in the kitchen. Um. So after that, and after the video, they decide we gotta go talk to an expert. So who do they call? J.K. Simmons. Quite obvious. J. Jonah Jameson. He's gonna tell us how to stop these alien beings, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna make him feel super scared and then say fight him fight with everything I got yeah, give him one give him a good one give him a haymaker <laughs> give him the old one two give him the one two you know the old dipsy doodle you know the Kansas City shuffle that's what you gotta do hit him in the family jewels yeah hit him right in that gray alien sack <laughs> so JK does nothing for them but scare them even more and basically they tell this stupid story about alright so if you ever have experiences with being abducted you need to like take a ticket because you need to make sure you're not the first one (laughs) because you're gonna go because the first one they they catch something like god I like that one there's something about that one hey there's something about that kid (laughs) <laughs> um, then we have where they purchased the the crazy the gun nut thing where he's like talking about I need a man killer and the dog and uh, you're doing it now <laughs> <laughs> that that immediate joke about the gun gun lover <laughs> that, that woke me in woke my ass right up um, <laughs> um, so the movie kind of falls apart in the third act um, yeah. They're trying to make some kind of big reveal that Jesse, the older brother, the older son, ends up being the target. But you kind of, you kind of got that, you know, the shots of him riding back from the house and stuff like that were all shot overhead, mostly. You know, lights were clicking off, so you know they were watching him the whole time, um, yeah. and so like that wasn't too big of a reveal. Um, but it was pretty creative the way they did it, like them him melting into a fantasy and them in, interloping, like the two, the friend and the girl that he likes, and his mom and dad killing each other, and then using his son, who his dad's like, you need to keep Sammy safe, as a way to draw him out away from the family. You know, it was satisfying, but I saw it coming, even when I saw it the first time. Yeah. Um, and then the end where they go, well, so obviously we're all going to jail. 
<laughs> but let's move into this uh, city apartment and here's some cats and we'll be okay and uh, the radio walkie talkie which we didn't talk about but the, the brother and the two brothers talk to each other with a walkie talkie um, at the lowest volume ever heard of because they're like And I was just—I oh, like, think they can hear you. you gotta... No, they can hear me. They can hear me better than that. I, I had the subtitles on. I was like so happy because I, I couldn't hear anything they ever said. Well, we always have the subtitles on. Yeah, I hate re- I hate reading. But at the tail end, she sees that oh, those drawings that everybody draws and they're all on the internet. My youngest son, my oldest son, was drawing that too, and he was the first one, obviously, because the alien in the picture had a number one finger sticking up. <laughs> that big foam finger. Big foam, big foam alien finger. Um, and at the end, the walkie-talkie clicks, and you hear Jesse's voice, and it's, at least he's alive. He's shooting around the galaxy. And that see the ending like that yeah is also why I just want this movie to be set up differently so Dark Skies 2 the legal case <laughs> that's what you're cool with you want it to be Dark Skies 2 on trial maybe I mean personally I would love it I think that would make a good movie I, I think, like, uh, just the way um, the, this movie really made me actually kind of appreciate Signs, which I already, I liked Signs, except for the ending. Well, this the movie end- fell apart in the third act, too. Yeah, but, like... Apparently no one can finish an alien movie. I mean, I guess not. Well, this is penis aliens. Yeah. First two. But... Signs, it spends enough time building up to what something is. Yeah. Uh, And I mean, like, like that scene where um, the the son is in the like broom closet watching the TV, Mm -hmm. uh, and they first see the alien walk across the street. I mean that that's amazing. That is a fantastic oh, scene. The movie is great. Signs is. Great. I mean, I know you. I love you it. You like it a lot more than me, but it it really for me the ending. I just think if we revisit, ruins. I think if you revisit it, yes, the ending is kind of laughable. But I think if you do, it is a very well made movie with good acting and strong tension based solely on character motivations, which for M Night Shyamalan. I don't, I don't really think that. Really, I think so. I think, I think all those people, while you see it as quirks, I think those, those, each one of them plays a part in the story, in the narrative that pushes it forward. Well, I liked. I mean, I guess one day we will. We'll probably we should will at some point. View signs. We'll have like it, M Night May or something. M Night March. It's not bad. M. Night Shyamalan September. <laughs> <laughs> but. Septimalan. <laughs> that. Signs was one where like. I. All the little quirks that the people had. 
I thought was just like it it worked in that sense as like just showing that they're real people yeah. with their own little their own little quirks to them, you know, like real people would have. Yeah. Um but then once it was like it's all connected, it's all there for a reason, that's where I'm like yeah. Okay. It's well, all I, they can't just be people. No. No, they have to be extraordinary. It's all happening in science. <laughs> um, but but the, the, this was ordinary people, as ordinary as people can get. But it was also, signs was so well paced in the way that it progressed the story. Uh, from, like I said, from those small little instances of like, something weird is going on. To the conspiracy part, to the part that... They start to realize, like, okay, this is actually real. Yeah. And then figuring out what to do. And, yeah, in the the last act, um, they go into the, like, defending themselves mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I also still feel that, like, it, it works really well having that, like, that dinner they had together. Yeah. You know, the very where they, they think mm-hmm. it's going to be their last dinner. And they, they they make everything and die. then they're not they're like they're not hungry and then Mel Gibson goes all crazy, yeah. and he's like you're not gonna eat I'll eat it all and then he like shoves it in his mouth and then he goes <laughs> great acting, yeah. but it wasn't quite like that people but they just this movie was all build up it was all build up, um, like we know from the very beginning. Obviously, this is going to be about aliens, which is why, like, signs, I'm glad they kind of quickly get there. It's like, we know it's going to be aliens, mm-hmm. so let, let's let get the characters to know relatively quickly. Quickly. Yeah, yeah get it quickly. <laughs> um, <coughs> meanwhile, this movie, it's just, the entire movie is them yeah, figuring out, and then to. the last act, they know, and they're like, Fine, let's defend ourselves. This is my house, and I have to protect it. And oh. then the sons get taken, and it's over. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still don't... I, I think it's a competently made movie. It's for a more modern view of the gray aliens. It's like one of the better ones that's come out. So, like, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think it's... I do agree it's probably middle of the road, but I actually do enjoy the movie. I, I, I like aspects of it. I enjoy the characters. I enjoy looking at Carrie Russell. And so, yeah, I love the movie. I just... It's not great. And it's not for everybody. Actually, it's pretty damn accessible. It's for everybody. It's not super scary. The average horror fan would find it entertaining, but they wouldn't think it's the best but i recommend it to pretty much anybody who likes a good family story about aliens coming and probing your butts i mean yeah the movie is very accessible um i think just about any blumhouse film is generally is fantasy island no no (laughs) no well the the movie is fine. It's it has a lot of a lot of good things to it. Um, 
it's relatively short, only an hour and 30 minutes, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's got bird scares in it. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of cool scenes, but like then, but then it also just has, to me, a lot of fluff. Yeah. Um, th- those scenes that are more just like, how was this aliens? Yeah. I, I like this just seems basic paranormal stuff. Yeah. I my I have to say this and, and I wanted to bring it up and I, I just kept forgetting about it, but like unsung hero of the movie, naysaying cop. That cop that cop, comes in cause that's just like he's just like Your children do it? Hey, your children do it? You got any uh family strife going on? That calls kids to do all sorts of crazy things. My son pooped in his toy box for six months. Don't know why. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. The problem is, my son was 13 years old. Don't know why. Um, (laughs) Wait, ADT guy? What is the problem? We don't know what the problem is. It's obviously not aliens. (laughs) Did you hear that? Hey, Call us when you need us next time. But I'm a mandatory reporter. You'll be seeing from me. You'll be hearing from me. <laughs> so anyway. Alright, so uh, this movie was a movie that was directed by somebody. And it starred people. It was about aliens. And we both kind of liked it. Wow, Dro- dropping truth bombs. Just dropping the truth. Um, it was okay. It's an okay movie. I like watching it. It it really shows to me the potential of the Gray Man movies. I want like, more. I, I want more. I want more. So, like, speaking of more, Michael, what are we gonna do next week? We're gonna we're gonna travel back twenty <laughs> years. Back to the future. Past nineteen ninety three's Fire in the Sky. Whoa! Fire in the Sky, inspired by true events. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know much anything about this movie. Uh, I've never watched it except for the one infamous scene, uh, which we will we will be going into. Can't wait! And I hope that's the intro for next week. Is us reenacting this? <laughs> <laughs> reenacting? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, fire in the sky. Uh, uh, based on a true story about um, six or seven uh, loggers going into the woods and one of them getting abducted by an alien and then they thought that they killed him. Um, it's uh, Travis Walton. That's his real name. That's, that's who got abducted and he showed back up. Somehow, some way. Yeah. So, it'll be cool. I, I, I don't know the last time I've seen it or if I've ever actually seen it. But I've seen a lot of documentaries and like paranormal shows about the actual event, so I should know the story pretty good. So, so you have you know the the real story, yeah. So let's see if the the, the VH1 true up. Hollywood story. I do know. <laughs> um, well, uh, I hope you all enjoyed our new sound. Hopefully, it sounds better than before because um, the levels are crazy. <laughs> but um. For the Cat Scare Podcast, I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And um, don't get abducted tonight.
I gotta come up with a better one. What should we come up with? Um, Nanu Nanu. <laughs> live, live long and prosper. Yeah, live long and prosper, people. Um, good night. And stop.